Buckle, Buckle up. up. Welcome to Musicians and Beyond, where we bring you the backstage info on the life, lyrics, and long journeys of the music industry. I guess apparently we are a comedy show too, Mark. Hey, why not take it on the road? This is this this is going to be a fun day. I can tell already. Uh, you know, I've been I've been planning that my whole ride over. Thank you, thank you. Any way to screw with me, I like it. And from the from the second that our guest walked in, we haven't stopped laughing either. No, it's been a good conversation so far. I can't wait to see where we go uh, during the show. Yeah, so we're lucky today. We have Kevin Alexander Herrera. Uh, all the way in. How long have you been here from California, Kevin? I've lived here for five years now. Beautiful. Yes. Yes, absolutely. You can so move at any time. Five years. Excellent. Yeah, so I, I moved to uh, Woburn was one of the first places that I moved. And then I lived it for three years, and I then moved to Andover. So I'm currently in Andover as we speak. Well, we can tell you you're from California the way you say Andover. <laughs> you got a little bit of an accent still. You know, I'm working on it. There was one time I was having a, a chat with my girlfriend and I, and I forgot something in my car but then I told my my girlfriend, I said to her, I forgot my wallet. I said, oh, you know, I said, honey, I, I, I got to go back to my car. And she goes, you realize what you just said, right? Went, no, what did I say? She, said, you said, she says, you said car. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. So I've been, I've been here for quite a while now. So I think the Bostonian accent is slowly coming to me now. What yeah. part of California did you move here from? Uh, Los Angeles. I've lived there for 27 years. So you hear of a lot of people leaving Massachusetts to go pursue their musical pursuits and dreams in Nashville, California, all over the world. You went from California to Massachusetts. How incredible, right? Yeah. <laughs> how, how did that come about? Um, you know, I wanted to try something new. I lived in L.A. for quite some time, you know, 27 years. And, uh, you know, the, the music scene out there is, uh, is, is amazing. But I, for some reason, I wasn't fully satisfied. I was doing okay for myself. But I figured, why not try something different? Something that not a lot of people are doing, from especially moving from L.A. to Boston. But I was hearing, I knew a lot of mutual friends that already lived in Boston. And, of course, you have the wonderful Berkeley. And uh, they told me the music scene out in Boston is amazing. And they said, you should, I mean, if, if Boston is what you'd like to try, I mean, come on by. I mean, and if it doesn't work out for you, you know, there, there's always some other places to try. Now, I've never been to Boston until... 2014 and so my girlfriend is originally from massachusetts so her and i met in la and so she was missing home she was feeling homesick and so she goes you know i'm missing home and i said well what are you what are you saying here what's going on so she goes well maybe i don't know i i'm thinking about probably going back to boston I goes, you want to go back to baston i mean what's so great about baston <laughs> i said okay you know what maybe i should Probably go out there and see what it's like. And yeah. honestly, her and I drove across country and saw a lot of beautiful things on the way. It was my first time driving across country was with her. And honestly, as soon as I came here for the first time, it was January of 2014. It was the most beautiful place I have ever seen. Boston alone. And it was snowing. And I was so excited because I've never seen snow before. <laughs> From L.A., right? We only have snow once every 10 years. But... The snow was gorgeous, and people would yell at me, saying, you know, you're, you're not going to get I me. Mean, give it five years, you're going to get sick of the snow. But honestly, I loved it. The scenery, the history, everything, and the music scene out here was something I wasn't even experiencing, believe it or not, especially in L.A. It was just incredible. Everyone was, was so passionate, and I felt so welcomed being here. And I told her, I said, well, if you want to stay here, 
you're more than welcome to, but I think I'm going to have to stay here as well. <laughs> and so since then, it was a good I, choice. It was an absolute good choice. And, uh, so I've been here, I mean, her and I did this long distance relationship for at least a few years before I decided to wanting to make the full time move. And, uh, yeah. So January of 2017 was when I made the big move and it has been the greatest move I've ever done. And being here has been nothing but a blessing to me. So it's been absolutely incredible. And I have met so many wonderful people out here. I have met so many great musicians. And I have been traveling with these wonderful musicians out in the Boston area. And along the way, I've been meeting some great people like yourselves, which is great. Thank I you. mean, thank you for having me here. It's fantastic. Yeah. And. You know, for the audience listening at home, we jumped right into the program with Kevin Alexander here. Um, you're going to hear a familiar name if you've been listening to the shows. Uh, we were introduced, John and I were introduced to uh, Kevin through our good friend. John, tell us a little bit about how we uh, came across Francois Samard. Uh, His is name pops up an awful lot. Quite a bit. You know, familiar. pretty soon he's going to start showing up on T-shirts. Oh, boy. <laughs> I did not even notice that's what you were wearing. Yep. Take it away, John. So, Kevin Alexander Herrera. You are a, a musician, a guitarist, a singer, yes. a composer. Do a little bit of everything. I do a little bit of everything. I mean, I, I it's whatever I feel. I mean, every day is different. One day I feel like writing. The next day I just want to play guitar. I mean, and I'll be on my instrument for 10 hours. You know, I just love to play. I mean, music has always been a part of me. And it's so funny because I come from a family that are, is not musically active. And my father played guitar, and he only played guitar during church and this was before I was even born and he only played a couple chords he wasn't an incredible guitar player he just played a couple of hymns on the guitar when my parents were pregnant with my older brother he quit and that was it so that was all there is to it there was no music history with my family but for some reason music was always familiar to me even when I was a little kid and when I saw guitar for the first time, the instrument, when I was a kid, to me, even though I've never seen it when I was five years old, but when I, when I first saw it, it looked so familiar to me, like I saw it in another lifetime. And I just fell in love with it immediately. So since then, guitar has just been my number one thing to do. And writing and collaborating with musicians is also, and I also have my studio at home that I normally like to write songs on. You know, it's just incredible. So I'm always surrounded by music. I even drive my girlfriend nuts because I'm always <laughs> stranded in my room trying to do something, trying to write and, and and I'm staying and she's knocking on the door wondering if I'm alive in that room. <laughs> she goes, I mean, are you I mean, are you okay? Are you gonna come out? What's going on? Are you even breathing in there? Hello? Hello? Like, honey, I'll be right out. <laughs> five hours later? Yeah, five hours more like two days later. Yeah. So you kind of mastered the guitar by you the time you were nine years old. And then by the time you were fifteen, you were like professional status. You were playing huge clubs out in LA. The whiskey, yeah. the Roxy, I mean I've been there. Those places are iconic. Just to get on that stage must it's, be awesome. It's a. It was great. The, the experience that I've had in Hollywood was just nothing like ever. I mean, Hollywood. I mean, again, the scenery out there was great, and I was able to see a lot, meet a lot of great musicians along the way, and the the whiskey and the Roxy. Just being able to get into these clubs and knowing that I'm in this in the same green room as where you know Motley Crue partied at, you know Van Halen where Van Halen got signed. I believe they got signed at the Roxy. I believe they did. But I was able to play there for the first time. And this, uh, seeing a lot of history and experiencing that, I mean, I felt like I was being um, baptized by rock and roll. 
just by playing in these wonderful venues. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I wasn't self-taught. I, you know, I, I took some lessons when I was 10. After I learned a couple of basic chords, I, uh, I kind of went on my own way. And from there, I started a, a band when I was 13 years old. And I wanted to be a rock star when I was a little kid. So that's how we were able to get into the LA, LA scene. And I was playing a lot of the metal songs. Well, you are now. You're yeah. a rock star now. I mean, that's your, your full-time gig. Um, you're not really into one genre. I, Apparently, I, like everything, metal, yeah. rock. I have, You know, again, it's just however I feel, whatever comes out of, of you know, of, of, in my heart is what, what comes out. I mean, one day... If I'm if I'm feeling frustrated, if I'm feeling angry, so you know a metal song comes out, and then other times I feel lovey dovey, or just like a nice beautiful ballad comes out. I mean anything comes out. I'm just so, I just love music. Music is a universal language, and however you're feeling, I mean, and and if you feel that there's something that needs to come out, no matter what genre it is, it, it should just come out. And because the real you comes out when yeah. you don't categorize yourself as one thing blues or jazz or metal but if you just are just speaking through the heart whatever anything is willing to come out whether it's the instrument you've played them all you've done you know you're even country i've done country yeah country is a lot of fun (laughs) who are your biggest musical influences oh geez i mean it's it's funny because when i was eight years old i discovered um van halen for the first time. I was coming back from Mexico and um, my father loves 70s, 80s music. And so there was a, a, a rock, there was a studio station uh, that was called Kayla West 95.5. And when I heard the first song of Van Halen, it was the song Unchained. That song changed my life because that riff alone was just so powerful. From there, I wanted to see, I wanted to experience more of that. And so Eddie Van Halen was the reason why I wanted to play guitar because whatever was coming out from that instrument, that amplifier, was something that I wanted to recreate. Now I can't, when I was a kid, I mean, I just, I obviously couldn't recreate what Eddie Van Halen was doing because what he was doing with his fingers looked easy and I was failing miserably. I made it sound like there was a bunch of cats fighting and dying. <laughs> but, it, but it was great because it was the process that just made me wanted to keep going and better myself as a musician. So Van Halen will always be my number one. Eddie Van Halen is the reason why I decided to play guitar. Along with other way, I mean, along with everything, I love blues. So Stevie Ray Vaughan. Theo Ray Vaughan, I'm telling you, I mean, you want to hear a guitar player that just puts his heart and soul into the instrument. Stevie Ray Vaughan is one of them as well, along with Eddie Van Halen. You know, I mean, there was always a connection. I love Eric Clapton. Clapton is incredible. You know, Joe Bonamassa, even now today, he's one of the hottest blues players alive. He is a beast on the guitar. Any instrument, any, any, basically my biggest influence are basically any guitar players that just inspire anyone and I fell you know I've 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 been fortunate enough just to hear a lot of incredible guitar players along the way you know and and I I I even even seeing a lot of local musicians I hear also inspire me doesn't have to be a big name but when I go out and I go to a club and I see a kid even a kid that is still in school and just is playing something that's so inspiring to me that is 
inspiring on its own. I just love to surround myself with a lot of fantastic musicians and just being around music 24-7. But, I mean, I give, I've given you a few names that, I'm, <laughs> that I like, but honestly, I just love every musician out there that just inspire me along the way. Yeah. I wonder how many musicians were inspired by Eddie Van Halen. I mean, oh, he, he's just a few. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. It's uh, incredible. And even to this very day, you see kids eight, nine years old today trying to recreate eruption, you know, and it's so cool because there's a lot of videos out today on social media that their parents are getting videos of their of, of their child playing eruption in, in the high school, uh, you know, talent show. You know, I mean, Eddie Van Halen's legacy will always go on forever. And it's just it's true. amazing. A true rock hero. He is. Absolutely. I mean, he recreated the guitar back in the 70s and no one has ever heard that kind of guitar playing before. It was just amazing. And along the way with Jimi Hendrix, you know, before that, you know, these guitar players, I mean, just how they impact life. I mean, can you imagine our life without Jimi Hendrix or our life without... Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen. No, music would be a whole different thing. It would be a whole different thing. I mean, would people will end up finding out how to play guitar like how Eddie did it? Probably, but it probably wouldn't be as impactful as how Eddie did it back in the 70s. And I'm sure, I mean, and I'm sure a lot of guitar players even today will even tell you the same thing. You know, he's, he's definitely the goat of guitar. But a lot of them, again... A lot of fantastic guitar players out there are all influenced by Eddie and even to me. You know, it's so funny because even though I never knew Eddie personally, I felt as though I, I knew him. Right. You know, it's yeah. so weird how that happens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you, you listen to him all your life. You grew up with him and, yeah. and you, you see their lives change. And as they're growing older and, you know, sadly, he was he died way too soon. Way too but soon, you yeah. see the legacy that he's left and, and the way he brings you in. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was like There's one, no way but to not to feel like you knew him. It was like a part of the family, you know? Yeah. yeah, it's very, very painful to hear. But honestly, his legacy will always live on. And when we all miss him, we just push play. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. The good times. But <laughs> extreme, too. Nuno Betancourt, an absolute killer guitar player. He is. I will give him that. I will yeah. definitely give him Absolutely. that. Uh, you talk a lot about the guitar. Do you play any other instruments? No, I'm not that. I'm not that talented. I just like guitar. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you're very talented at the guitar. I'm, 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 I'm intermediate on a lot of instruments. I mean, okay. I, if you give, if you put me in front of a drum kit, I can get on the drum kit. I could do a simple beat, but I was never one for really cutting loose. I mean, I mean, you know, even when I used to drink. I mean, I, I've been four years sober, but. I mean, if you gave me a shot of tequila four years ago, I probably would cut loose and do a couple of nice little fills in here. But I'm very, I'm very, I don't know. I'm just really tightly wound. I just can't even really move as as smooth as I would normally would on on, on a lot of how drummers would play. Mm-hmm. Bass, I have been pretty good on bass, especially when I've been recording. Um, because it's hard for me to find a bass player. So I say, I say to myself, well, I might as well just get on the bass myself and see what I can come up with. So I've, I've been on the bass quite a bit. I'm not a great bass player, but I love to get on the bass. I mean, I appreciate the bass. And, I mean, if, if anyone tells you guitar and bass are the same instrument, you can slap them because they're totally different instruments. I mean, it's just the feel of how you play that instrument is very different than guitar. And when a guitar player tries to play bass, 
as a guitar player, it never ends up well. But <laughs> you try to find ways just to kind of get the feeling down. And um, so bass, I've been learning a lot on bass, and it's an incredible instrument. And uh, and as you guys know, I, I do like to sing as well. So I've, I've been singing since I moved out here. I wouldn't consider myself a singer five years ago. And I've been singing a lot since I've been here. And it was basically out of necessity. Yeah. Yeah. So since you've been here, you've been really busy. I mean, I have, you, you have a lot yeah. of projects yeah. in the works in, yeah. in the past. It's, it's been crazy because when I moved out here, I mean, I, I had to start from scratch again. And so, you know, I was, I was doing okay in L.A., but after... Moving out here, I said to myself, "Okay, I'm back to square one. What do I do from where? Where do I, where do I go from here?" Yeah. And so I, instead of just trying to focus on the guitar, which I did because that's all I love to do, I figured, you know, it's best just to learn other instruments as well. Which that's when I wanted to try out my voice. And when I started singing in front of a microphone with a crappy PA system that I had back five years ago, um, it was a nightmare. <laughs> It was an absolute nightmare. I go, this is exactly how I sound like. God, kill me now. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the biggest project you got going on now? Is it the Foreigner's Journey? So Foreigner's Journey, um, this band I have been with for four years now. And uh, these guys are a lot of fun. And so they we've met uh, five years ago. Oh, wow, yeah, it's been, it's been yeah, about five years ago now. So I met these guys in Vermont. And I was already playing a show with this Bon Jovi tribute that I played for when I first moved out here. So I was playing with with this Bon Jovi tribute for a while. But I met these guys in Vermont, and these guys are an absolutely killer band. They opened up for us when we were playing at this uh, festival in Vermont. And these guys blew me away. And when I heard these guys, I said, wouldn't it be cool if I played with these guys? This would be so awesome. And... Little did I know, when I was playing with the Bon Jovi guys, right after we were the headliners, those guys were saying the same thing as what I found out later. That they, they wanted to play with you. To play with me. They heard me on stage and go, wouldn't it be cool if this guy was the guitar player for our band? And Imagine how that worked so, out. Yeah, that worked out very Shit. well. So a few days after that festival that we played, I got a call, an unknown number. And I, I answer the phone, and it's this guy at the time. It was the old singer of this band at the time. And he says, um, hi, so I are you Kevin? Is this the guitar player? I go, yeah, who's this? Well, I'm the singer for Foreigner's Journey. I go, you're kidding. He goes, no, no, I was wondering, uh, are you busy? Are you doing anything right now? I go, well, you know, I got a lot of projects going on. You may want to talk to my manager. But, um, <laughs> but honestly, I told him, I said, you know, um, you know, there's, I, I got a few things going on, but I mean, maybe I can put in some more time for other things. And he goes, would you be interested in wanting to play for FJ, Foreigner's Journey? And I go, you got to be kidding me, really? Dream goes, come true. And there you have it's it. It's a I mean, great band. It's a, the, the energy of this band playing two of the biggest bands in the world, Foreigner and Journey, together is the coolest concept. It really is. And yeah. it's not what you'd hear on a Foreigners album or a Journey album. You guys kind of bump it up and yeah. rock it out a little more. So it's, it's 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 not identical. It's you're making it your own. We are it's it's what I love about this band is that yes, it's it's great to it's great to respect the sounds of both Foreigner and Journey, but what's so special about this band is that we do play the music of Foreigner and Journey, but we do add our personality on there. 
and that is what makes this band special. It, we is that the energy of this band is as soon as we get on that stage is just full throttle, and the fans feel it for sure. Yeah. And when we play, those those seats are filled. But those people, the people that are sitting in the theater, are on their feet the entire night. And it's just the energy of the crowd, the energy of the band, and it's just we're all feeding off from each other. Yeah. And every night is always so special. But these guys, I mean, we got Joe Pettengill, who's the bass player, and he's a phenomenal bass player, and he loves what he does. We got the founder of the band, who is Paul Kachansky, and he's and he's he's been working at this concept for 10 years, so he's really worked hard on putting this band together. It was all because of him that made it all happen. And Arthur Mambuka, who's the drummer, and to me, I call him animal, like the uh, the Muppet, you know, because <laughs> you see his hair, it's just flowing everywhere, and he's got this killer drum kit. And uh, now, currently, our singer now is is uh, Constantine Maroulis, who was the finalist for American mm-hmm. Idol, and he has been a great addition for this band as well. So all of us together, working as one, has been one amazing experience, and for people to see this band with the amount of energy that we pull out is just a overall good night of music and rock and roll and it's just in your face so when people come out of the theater they all feel as though they were back in the 70s and 80s wow I can't wait to see it um you have a your tour is going from New England all the way to California and back and stopping everywhere in between and you know by chance you're in the area next week you're going to be playing around here so I think I'm going to so try to free up my day. Well, if you want to come by, I can get you in for free. If you, if you like to come by, I mean, I'd love to. I mean, so next week, we're at the Cabot in Beverly, Mass. Next Friday, uh, I believe the show is. Um, there are still tickets available. So if you want to con, if you want to call or go on the Cabot's website, uh, please do so. And the day after that, we we'll, we'll, we will be performing in um, at the Flying Monkey in Plymouth, New Hampshire. And I believe that's still the same time between 7 or 8 p.m. on Saturday next week. Um, But, yeah, I mean, but uh, besides that, I mean, you guys want to grab your tickets now because this band travels. And it's hard for us to to, to play in the local area. We we are traveling quite a bit. So grab your tickets while you can. So let's give a shout-out to the members of the band. Who are you playing with in in FJ? So the the guys, wonderful guys. I already forgot their names. (laughs) So we got... Uh, we got, well, first of all, I want to start off with the founder of the band. His name is Paul Kachansky. And again, once again, I mean, if it wasn't for him, this band would not be possible. I mean, it was his idea that made it all happen. We have the amazing um, Joe Pettengill on bass, slapping the bass, man. I mean, he really makes it happen on that bass. Without him on bass, this band would be, they would have no backbone. Arthur Mambuka, who is on the drums, and he is fire on the drums. He is absolutely fire. And when you see the drum kit on stage, you go, holy crap, that kit is huge. <laughs> Watch out. Um, what's his name? Mike Mangini. There you go. Watch out, Mike Mangini. <laughs> How do I know you were going to say that? <laughs> you know, I think you and I are brothers from another mother. I think we're twins, right? I mean, possibly. Twins possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see it in the eyes and yeah, the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The hair? I mean, yes, the hair. Definitely I mean, the hair. It's absolutely the hair. 
Look, who am I to drive? <laughs> yeah. And I forgot to mention, I'm, I'm, and, and Adam, if you listen to this, I am so sorry. Adam has been a new addition for this band. He's the saxophone player. Adam, oh, awesome. Yeah, Adam, um, we needed a saxophone without him, this band. It's, it's just elevated this band. So Adam has been in one absolutely killer sax. I mean, he owns the stage when he's doing his saxophone solo. So if you see us play, when you see Adam, he's all over the stage and he owns it. So he's absolutely incredible. He's got the most gorgeous hair. You think my hair is gorgeous? I mean, you check out his hair. I mean, he's just absolutely sexy looking guy. He's just so cool. And I, when I grow up, I want to be just like Adam. So Adam, I'm sorry, I love you, but I just mentioned you, so you better forgive me. Um, and we have Constantine Maroulis, of course, yeah. the uh, the one and only uh, finalist for American Idol, yeah. and he's been doing very well for himself, and uh, he's had quite a bit of you know success in his life after yeah. American Idol. I mean, he's traveled all over the world and has toured with big names after American Idol. And he's been on one of the biggest Broadway shows, which was Rock of Ages. And uh, you know, he's been pretty, he's been doing very well for himself. And awesome. uh, so yeah, that launched him. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah and it did. It did. It needed to happen because he is a hell of a performer. He's. He owns that stage, yeah. yeah. I mean, he knows how to grab the audience. He yeah. just has that talent. And he, he just knows what to do. I mean, I, I see a lot of frontmen who are great, but the thing that lacks about certain frontmen is that they just have trouble getting the, the crowd going or just communicating with them. Constantine knows how to do that. Yeah. He's just really talented that way. Yeah, you so, can see that was part of his uh, lure when on Idol. You yeah. can see how he connected, you know, yeah. with the audience, and that was a reason why the judges, obviously, why America took to him. Yeah, you know? absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and he and he's gotten really far. I mean, obviously, he was the finalist of American Idol, yeah. and he did very, very, very well for himself. Yeah. And so, we are very fortunate to have someone like him to be fronting the group. Yeah. What a good collaboration of uh, musical artists! And yeah. you talk so highly about them. I'm sure they talk just as highly as you. Oh, no, I heard no. I heard you referred to as Guitarzan. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that has been my nickname. That has been my nickname since I was in high school. Um, and I mean, I don't know if I should even say it on the podcast, but I was a huge pothead when I was a, in high school, and uh, you know, and I was coming back from school, and you know, I'm thinking like a lot of high school kids did when after they come out of school is get high, and that's what I did. And so I was going over to my friend's house, and uh, he looks at me. He was smoking a blunt. And he goes, he looks at me and he laughs because I had my long hair. I've always had long hair. And he goes, hey, uh, uh, Guitarzan. <laughs> and I'm like, Guitarzan. I go, I love it. So since then, I was 14 years old. You and I guitar told Zan. all of my friends, I said, my nickname is Guitarzan. Isn't that the coolest nickname? It's a cool nickname. So since then, it's been my nickname since high school. And I will always remember my friend for calling me Guitarzan since that night. And it's been... It stuck with me, so now I use that as my email. So. And thank God, for, thank God for that blunt, right? How do you it not was, get that? If it wasn't for that blunt, my nickname would never, have, you know, would never be here. How do you so. not get a tattoo with that though? <laughs> well, I do on my right butt cheek. <laughs> See, I did not know that. <laughs> See, you should have got here earlier. Learn something every day. You should be careful what you're saying right now. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what other um, projects are you into? Are you still doing so, the, the Eagles tribute? Yes. So I will be flying to California uh, February 28th. 
and uh, visit family. But I do have a show with the Eagles guys. They're called The Long Run. And because of them is the reason why I've gotten as far as I have with my career. Um, so I will be playing with these guys in Los Angeles on March 11th. Um, and um, I'm playing Don Felder. I play the guy with the double neck guitar. Don Felder is just absolutely incredible guitar player. So I'm very fortunate to be playing his style and be part of that as well. So I'm still playing with these guys whenever they need me. Um, and I'm still, my biggest project right now that I'm doing is just doing my own thing as well as the Kevin Alexander Herrera artist. And um, I got my website. If anyone is interested, just go on kevinalexanderherrera.com. And um, I'm always posting what I'm up to. I'm currently in the studio working on my EP and um, getting together with a lot of fantastic musicians to make my music come to life. And um, pretty soon I'll be releasing a lot of new music. Um, everything is under construction at this point, um, just to try to get everything going. As you know, starting a band or getting together with musicians, because a lot of professional musicians are just so busy, it's just hard just to gather everything, but everything is all going to come in place. So my main uh, priority that I have going on is my own thing right now, which is great. So type in Kevin Alexander. I mean, I'm out there and I uh, will be posting a lot of music very, very soon for your viewing pleasure. You know, it'll be a lot of fun. And, you know, normally I play out a lot to do my acoustic things as well. So I play a lot of covers and especially my originals. So come on out and hear me out and uh, check out what the, all the fuss is about. Yeah. So let's talk about one of those songs. You, you have some originals. What's your favorite original that you've written? This one song uh, that is currently on the record. Crimson Covers. <laughs> that was an old one. <sighs> um, I like that Crimson Covers. I do like it. That's so I did. Funny. I did it's, like it. It's so funny. Uh, well, there's, there's this new song that I currently recorded, and uh, it's, called, uh, it's called Heartache. And uh, this is just just a heartfelt song. Uh, as a matter of fact, my girlfriend and I wrote it together. And the song itself is very haunting. It's not out right now, but it's done. It's recorded. Um, All right, so we're, we're sitting here with Kevin Alexander Herrera, and he's talking about his uh, song that's going to be coming out called Heartache. And he's allowing us to let you, the listener of Musicians and Beyond, hear it before the rest of the world. So you are in trouble. Kevin Alexander Herrera with Heartache.
That was Heartache by Kevin Alexander Herrera.com. Good job, man. Thank you so much. So, do you have a YouTube presence? Yes, I do. Um, and uh, have it, had it for quite some time now. I mean, I got two different accounts. So, if you just type in Kevin Alexander Herrera, I mean, I'm, I'm all over YouTube. Um, or just Google me. I mean, I'm everywhere. I mean, a lot of people even say I look familiar. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, mean it's, I have a very distinctive look. I mean, the guy, the Hispanic guy with the long hair, you can't miss me. I mean, gee. well, that that's a good segue because I'm not, not sure where this is going. Well, <laughs> it depends which part of it you're taking out. In. No, that's a good segue to you looking familiar to people because you've been keeping this in your back pocket. You're telling yeah. us you're a musician. Yeah. Well, you are, but. You've been on a whole slew of talk shows, TV <laughs> commercials, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I've done quite a bit. Cinnamon before. Toast Crunch. Oh my goodness! You, right? You've, you've done you've done your research, dude, haven't you? <laughs> dude, AT and T, Nickelodeon. Yeah. Oh my! You have done some research, right? Yeah. True TV. Yeah. yeah. Operation Repo. Yeah. yeah. The Learning Channel. Yeah. Yeah. I've wow. Done quite a bit. Wow. And uh, these talk shows. I mean, big oh. names. Uh, Insider, Steve Harvey show. I'm not a big fan of Steve Harvey, but uh, the Ricky Lake show, Dr. Drew on call. 
Um, I still get all these followers, new followers on Instagram constantly from different countries and new friend requests on Facebook. And uh, my life has been very interesting. I, there's a lot that has been going on with my life, with my acting career. You know, as you know, I was in that uh, the Cinema Tools Crunch. I'd done a lot in my young years. I've made more money than any kid in high school when I was doing those acting gigs. I made pretty decent money. Uh, are you still doing anything or, or pursuing anything TV-wise? Because you did have quite no. a resume. I, I know I was quite a bit, but I, 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 re, I retired from acting and because, um, honestly, I wanted to focus more on music. Music has always been a huge passion of mine and uh, acting was fun. I had a great time and I met a lot of incredible people along the way. But for some reason, um, I wanted to focus more on music and that's exactly what I did after. So mm -hmm. I decided to put the acting thing aside um, and, of course... It just was something that, honestly, it was just something to make a little extra money on the side with the acting thing. But I really wasn't fully passionate about it. Mm -hmm. um, and But music, it was something that I love 24-7. I mean, I eat, sleep, dream it every day. Music has just always been a part of me. And so that's something I really wanted to put on full-time 100%. Kind of a two-part question. You, you've talked about doing acoustic shows and you've talked about playing with bands. You've been doing this a real long time. Yeah. Um, what are your two favorite songs, one to do acoustically and one to do with a band as, a, as covers? As covers? Um, wow, that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, for a, an acoustic song, um, boy, what's, what's my favorite to sing? Blake Sheldon's uh, Sangria. Because <laughs> for some reason, I just have a voice just to sing that song. And it, apparently when I sing it... Um, if you're listening to this, honey, I mean, I'm sorry, but a lot of women turn their heads when I sing it <laughs> and they love it. And so that's probably one of my favorites to sing because people, I mean, I, I, apparently I have a way of singing it. I don't know what's so special about my voice, to be honest, but I mean, women like it. Um, so I think that is probably my favorite one to sing. Um, as far as an electric guitar goes with the band. Now, <laughs> that's, boy, there's just so much to pick, but... If I were to choose one song, it would be FJ's Foreigner's Journey's uh, cover for um, Jukebox Hero. And because the song is freaking awesome to play, but there's this solo section. If you come next week, you'll, you'll hear it. There's a solo section that I do on that song, and I cut loose, and I feel like I am possessed because I am in my own world when that solo section comes. And after that happens, constant, we go from doing um, Jukebox Hero to, um, so it's kind of like a, like a medley that we do after that. But then right after that, we go back to Jukebox Hero. And the song is about a 10 minute song from what we do. But by the end of that first, um, the first set, which we ended with that, I mean, the crowd goes absolutely wild. And my heart is pound, pounding about 180 BPMs more per minute. You know, it's just nuts. I mean, it's just crazy. But I love playing that song, especially with the band, because it's just so much energy and so much love into that song. It's just so much fun. Awesome. And it's just kick-ass rock and roll. <laughs> Tell us once again, Cabot next week. We are at the Cabot next week um, in Beverly, Massachusetts. And then uh, we are at... Um, we are at the Flying Monkey the day after 
in Plymouth, uh, New Hampshire at 7 p.m. So get your tickets. The Cabot, I believe it's, well, just go to the Cabot website. I'm not sure what that is. And, um, and we'll see you there. I mean, it'll be a lot of fun. You don't want to miss this. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then all over the country after that. Yeah, and then um, and then Paris, and then Canada, and then all over the place yeah. with Francois. Hey, Francois. Francois. <laughs> so your, your plate's pretty full between making your own album, playing with some different bands, yeah. and now you might be opening up a new door. Yes. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Wrong one. <laughs> breaking news, breaking news. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, that's breaking news. What do we got for breaking news coming up? <laughs> breaking news coming up. Breaking news coming up. Um, what is the breaking news coming up? Do you want to fill this one in for me? That's right. you uh, <laughs> celebrating? So, shh, nobody's supposed to know, but shh, I'm going to have to whisper. Uh, I think Francois and I are going to start working together. So shh, nobody knows. Keep it quiet. Only you guys know. Shh. All right. So we won't tell the world. This just in. <laughs> no, um, no, that's really exciting. So, Francois yeah. is a so passionate guy. We, uh, you know, we, we are excited because uh, we've been we've we've only met three weeks ago, and it's incredible. I mean, him and I we were talking for four hours. Love it for a sight, kind of. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I think I just have a bro- <laughs> romance with this guy. And all of a sudden, uh, everyone does. Yeah, you know, the, it, we were up at the. Uh, Red's Kitchen and Diner, where we were with yeah. you the other night for the yeah. finals, and Francois sat with us for about five minutes, and somehow or another, he just started mumbling the words, sexy man, sexy man. <laughs> so it, it, he has something about him. Yeah, he he's, he's a sexy it must man. Be, it yeah. must be yeah. those shoes that he borrowed from his wife or yeah, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, and that, that wonderful fedora hat he's got, you know, it makes yeah. him look very cute. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, this guy, he's very passionate. I mean, I'm sure you, I'm sure the listeners already know who Francois is. But I mean, I mean, if you've never met this guy, I mean, he is very passionate of what he does, and he loves music, and he loves people, and he loves to collaborate. And uh, we are excited to wanting to try something new together. So um, keep a lookout because I think there's going to be some wonderful things coming up very, very soon. Awesome. Go to that. Yeah, so if our listeners follow you in, on all your social media and check out your yeah. uh, KevinAlexanderHerrera.com website, yes. Yes. Uh, they'll find out, you know, firsthand all of these things. And, uh, you know, uh, on behalf of Musicians and Beyond, we want to thank you for coming in and uh, telling us these cool stories. I mean, we could talk for hours. Oh, I mean, I'm telling you, I mean, I have all day if you guys had, if you guys have the time, but that would be a discussion for another time. But I appreciate you all, uh, you two for having me here. I mean, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure knowing you both. And I'm hoping I will come back next time for more stories to share. Absolutely. We can. John and I like to say, uh, sometimes we say it together. Sometimes we say it separately. Sometimes he beats me to it. But um, (laughs) we like to think that everyone that comes into the studio, you know, we have these great conversations. Conversations. We get to know each other uh, a little bit more. And, you know, we, we'll be out to shows. We'll see you along the road. And we like to think that in, in these conversations, we've become friends. And uh, so Absolutely. we want to we thank you for coming in and being our friend. Oh, thank you so much. And it was a pleasure. And, uh, you know, thank you. And, uh, I mean, hopefully I get to see you guys some more often. You are Absolutely. definitely going to. We'll thank see you. you soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.